0: Hey, this is Dr. Steven, and you're listening to We Got the Geek. Okay, enjoy. We Got the Geek is recorded before a live
1: studio audience. All right, it's uh, Jay Stu, and I'm sitting here with my good friend Colin. Hello. And uh, it's time for us to review another rock concert we went to. Yes. Another Canadian band. Um, I think we're going to settle on the title for this segment to be Shed Light. Why not? We kind of started off talking about music in your shed last year. Yeah, with no set agenda. That's right, and the content is light. Yes, and also enlightenment. Yes. So this show was cool. Uh, talking about the box because it was a band. It was a band that uh, we both liked in high school, uh, late '80s, mid to late '80s, early '90s. And uh, I will apologize to the lead singer Jean-Marc right now. I had no idea they were back till about a year and a half ago. And they've been back since, what, 2005? Yes. Yeah. With the lineup that's
0: gone on longer than the original box.
1: Yeah. So sorry about that. I'm usually up on these things. Like, um, like just an aside, I, I knew more about concerts that were coming up back before the Internet. Like, I'm messing up on
0: all kinds of things now. I, it's too much information now. Yes. Yeah. Like how do you follow all of that everywhere going on all at once? Yeah, That's true. hard. It's hard, I and mean, you got to pick and choose. You Can't go to every concert. No, you'd like to, and uh, like some to, yeah. you, you don't want to. But I mean, yeah. At the same time, let's see which bands deliver.
1: Yeah. But about a year and a half ago, when I found out, it was like, oh, cool! I like those guys. Like we got to see them. Like, just gonna date us, but back in '87 when we were like yeah.
0: 17, 18. Yeah. At the mayor's community center, because they were right across from your house, like I mean, yeah, yeah, pissing distance. Sorry, pardon my French <laughs> from your house. Oh, yeah, okay, that's not weird at all. Which is which <laughs> is weird because that place
1: wasn't known for concerts, no. And that was at like the height of their popularity too, yeah. like the Closer Together album. Yeah, yeah, and so, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, and I I think we talked a bit about it the other night. I don't know how it was for you, but I definitely discovered them with their videos uh before i i owned one of their albums uh probably looked fair Moutier. yes and that was before i even had much music so it had to have been one of those shows like video hits or good rock tonight a great record album collection with worth?
0: good rock tonight
1: <laughs> friday night video yeah all that and then, yeah that was out and uh the all the time my dreams of you yeah uh, video and the, the album was all the time all the time all the time all, all time. the time um but Finally, we got to see them, like in our adult years, um, 32 years later, at a, a place in the falls, which I think's been there for a couple of years now, called Seneca Theater. And uh, I expected to go in there. I didn't know it was converted like that, like an auditorium. I was going in there expecting like a front 54 type setup.
0: Yeah, you know what it reminded me of. Set. Town cinemas? Yeah. Like, it, it was an old theater, right? Like, you could almost hear, like, vaudeville coming out of the walls. Like, it was yeah. it was set up old school. And, I don't know, I think the acoustics are great in places oh, yeah. like that. I mean, it's a theater, for crying out loud, right? They've done everything from orchestra to movies to, yeah. you know, they're going to acoustically perfect, really. Yeah. So, yeah. And small venue. Mm-hmm. So, they like, who wouldn't go to a movie theater to see a band? Yeah, I think he said it was about 300 seats in there. Like, seriously, like, it was worse than that when I went to see Paul Fiction on opening night. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Front row. I wasn't nauseating at all when all the credits (laughs) were. (laughs) Oh, geez.
1: Uh, Yeah, nice theater. Uh, Great acoustics, like you said. Really great setup. Uh, Thank you to to Trevor for setting us up with the press passes to cover this. I think it, we had like kind of mentioned it earlier on in the year that they were coming back and we should go. And I just thought I'd write to them and see what the situation was like.
0: That's kind of funny. I don't know. I probably brought this up because some beer got involved the other night. But um, the fact that I told you uh, I wanted to go see the box and was going to take Lindo's probably around... 2015, maybe right. because they had just I had just gotten them into La Faire de Mugier, and they really really liked the song, right? So yeah. you know you're you're starting to throw a little more box on there without trying to overseason season it. So I got them into a bit of stuff and I thought we could probably see them. I think you know they're they're still around, right? Yeah, and they were playing somewhere. I don't know. I, I told you someplace stupid. It was like six hours away or something. Know, wow. Oh, you drive there see, <laughs> and but anyway, in any event, uh, yeah. And it's, so it's funny we got the opportunity. Yeah. After the fact, and it turned out even better.
1: Yeah. Uh, so as far as the actual show goes, you got it. You were lucky enough to get a copy of the set list at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and uh, the way he had described it was they were going to do all like a lot of new stuff at the beginning and all the older hits near the end. They really didn't do that many new songs. No. No. And it's sad for me Because when we say new songs Like stuff from 2005 Was new
0: to me Yeah No, no, I agree 100% And um, the thing I actually Really kind of resent I'm, I'm just going to Put a dig in on Spotify Here if I may The thing I don't really like Is when you're able To access these albums Like it's the, been The best tool for me <laughs> Ever Because I can listen To whatever I want You know what I mean As long mm. as I download it okay Because I don't have data I ain't paying Yeah But as long as I've got it Then I could You know No more trying to find CDs, all this stuff. So my problem with Spotify is when they do post some of these albums, they do it almost with the year indicating, I don't know, when they obtained it or something. It's not necessarily the year release. Right. And I've noticed some flaws with it. So I'm trying to scan the discography going, okay, 2009 was a good year. You know, but I don't know that they really came up there. I think you'd have to Google the albums. All you could basically do is try, yeah, like, Trust it, but mm-hmm. um, you're right. They only had, I think they have three albums that I know of Just since they fact. really, really stopped. Since Pleasure and Pain and stuff, yeah. they had one called Horja yeah. which he recorded in a different language. Yeah. And um, well, they
1: did two songs the other night off an album called Black Dog. Black Dog was yeah. Wow, uh, the songs that they did like so beautiful and hell on or hell on earth yeah. were
0: awesome. Yeah, like they I'd they never really heard were. of them before. Me neither. Like great songs and they were they were great live too and it's it's funny just as a since jay and i've been friends so long too like sometimes you kind of give up on a band i've i've said like you know mm. maybe somebody's only got so many good songs in them but maybe they're gonna have 30 good songs in their career and maybe they've released 20 of them yeah you might have to listen to some crap before you get to the last 10 right yeah. they still got something to say but mm. you know It's not all gold No You know know what I mean Not with anybody anybody, Right So it's going to show Their growth as as an artist And we might not want to Grow that way with them So Sometimes I would just Sort of ignore the band And Mm -hmm. uh, But now As we go back We realize They're still very much Noteworthy And they're You know what I mean The music is still Yeah As he said himself He plays now Because he wants to Not because he has to
1: Yeah I like that And it shows So Yeah Um, As far as the show Went itself I couldn't believe the energy coming from them. No, like, no was... um, he's probably got about eight or nine years on us, but yeah. you wouldn't tell the way he was jumping around the stage and and stuff like that. And the whole time he was active and
0: yeah, he's always he's always got some very um, um, characteristic mannerisms. Mm. Not so much I don't think that he exerts a lot of physical energy, but he does a lot of. He shows a lot of emotion in what movements he does do. Yeah. Like, him saying himself, how theatrical he was, you know, in doing the acting and the videos and everything. Like He says it's all very theatrical. Yeah. And, yeah, you could tell that he's probably a very good actor and a very good, as well, as a musician.
1: Yeah, and he seemed very much still into it, when he
0: showed during the concert. One of the nicest celebrities that I've met. Like, seriously, he was very, very down-to-earth. But I almost felt intimidated by, I don't know, his vision when he was talking about you know what he was doing with some of the albums and when we were interviewing. I'm just like, yeah, it's beyond me. Like the fact that, can I jump ahead down the list or no? Yeah, go ahead. Like the fact that he did safety dance anyway from his days in uh, yeah in, in Men Without Hats, anyhow, like, just to look at some of the choice instruments that they were playing he was. They had uh, the, the keyboard player was playing a, a retro thing that looked like almost like a pianosaurus something I would have gotten for Christmas in 1978 all that was missing was like blue glitter on it I swear you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm talking oh, about yeah. and it got a wicked sound right so they were yeah. going retro and I mean when you listen to safety dance and that was all cutting edge sound like it was all mm-hmm. experimentation very much and the whole dialogue thing um, with Le Faire de Michier and mm-hmm. To Jump Too Far Ahead, I, I can't remember when that was done in such a way ever before right. by anybody else. Yeah. And um, you can ask me later if it matters, but he told me during the interview that it was cool because my favorite song by them is for, for the First and Very Last, and he didn't do it. And That's fine. But I didn't realize <laughs> that uh, that whole Le Faire de Michier is a three-parter. Yeah. Like a trilogy. And if you you trace the the character of Austin from for the first to the very last to, into La Faire de Mutier, where you know he has his issues there, and he said the third finale to that was a song called "Evil in Me," which is off uh, all the time, all the time, all the time. Uh, so it's worth checking out. Yeah, I. I...
1: I apologize. I never owned that that album. I jumped in with "Closer Together" and uh,
0: "Pleasure in the Pain." Well, it's funny because he said to me during the interview, "Because you know why you know it was almost not on the album." And I, like as soon as he said, as soon as he said, because it was only available on cassette, I yeah. said, "I know." And I got the song because I have the cassette. Yeah. And I know it annoyed me because remember the Corey Hart one that we talked about in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, if you got it on cassette, you got a bonus track and on an album didn't have it. Yeah. Buy a certain color. You know, it was just hell. So That dog thinks so, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, but no, very... Uh, where was I? Sorry, distracted by... Uh... Oh, the, the trilogy off the... Uh... Yeah, like I was pretty interested to learn that. I never really realized.
1: Yeah, it's like it's...
0: Cool. I've still got the tape because they cut it off YouTube once when I was listening to it. Sad when YouTube was a new thing, but yeah. I was able to get a copy of it um, on audio. Somebody posted on YouTube the whole Remnants cassette. Um, like that whole because uh, they had their EP and everything before and they had yeah. posted that and for the first and very last I was able to sound stupid but put it on my phone and then like go to sleep at night because I don't really have a cassette player I use anymore uh, yeah, but yeah. I saved the tape just, just in case I have to use that medium to yeah. post it or something but yeah so that was kind of cool <laughs> oh man and the set list was great like they did all the stuff you'd
1: think of when thinking of the box mm-hmm. Uh uh, taking a look at it now uh, temptation and carry on uh, ordinary people of course uh, my favorite song with then they did uh, crying out loud for
0: love me too it was a the, beautiful version of it yeah and there was really encouragement for audi- audience participation and everything yeah he, he got everybody involved with it so yeah, yeah it, was, it was really well done
1: here's what I didn't actually realize until I, I was doing the research for uh, for the interview and whatnot. I didn't realize that uh, Pleasure and the Pain was, like, not well-received, I guess, and it was like a flop for them. And uh, I I remember, I I was a fan of that album, and he must still like it, because they did three songs off it at the concert. Oh, I had the carry-on
0: cassette single. Yeah, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) And of course, the yeah, the pleasure and the pain. Yeah, I thought the tape was great. Yeah, it I thought was the awesome. sound quality was outstanding on it for yeah. ten years at KFC with flower crammed in it, and that <laughs> ghetto blaster we had up on the crafter yeah. still played good. And I yeah. found it yeah, so it was no. It, and carry on album. still rocks. Carry on still rocks. Temptation and uh, don't cry is an awesome song off that album. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I remember. Uh, we, we ran into him after the show and I told him you were right it, uh, it was a great great concert and better than the one you did 32 years
0: ago and he's like I hope so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you kind of want to grow No they're still uh, they're still they've aged well yeah yeah and they sound great seasoned
1: Good. the backup singer um, I forget her name and I apologize I want to say Isabel.
0: I don't remember her name. And she bolted because I wanted to ask more, you know, about yeah. them. But she she took off. But, uh, yeah, she, she sounded great during the show. She did. I Like, during Closer Together, especially during uh, La Faire du mouche Yeah. Yeah. Every song was noteworthy. Like, there wasn't But uh... He actually started out saying, you know, they were going to start out playing all their new stuff. And I was kind of looking around for snack bar, right? Because that's, yeah. that's what you do. Hi. yeah. Uh, uh. But they, and then they throw a medley at you of the hits, <laughs> right? No, no, no. But they, exactly. They
1: chose was. wisely with the new stuff, because I'll tell you the truth. The day after that concert, I, I listened to So Beautiful Hell
0: on Earth, like, a lot. Yeah. 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 I know, it's, it's going to sound corny, but, like, music and bands, are like your friends, right? I mean, like, the, yeah. they keep you company like your whole yeah. life. So, I mean, it's it's like touching base with an old friend, right? And realizing that they haven't turned into an asshole. Yeah. Yeah that's good that's a good way right. of looking at it yeah. <laughs> some have
1: oh yeah <laughs> and then, then some stick around <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i'll tell you this though man when we were there i I'll, i i want to thank john mark because i totally felt like a teenager the whole time we were sitting there mm-hmm. watching it and it's good to feel that way
0: sometimes especially at our age you know well, i agree i uh sadly when i tried filming some of it you know with my phone i could my vocals too painfully i'm too painfully aware of <laughs> yeah me doing that so that meant i was having a good
1: time <laughs> yeah definitely
0: <laughs> uh they're just probably back to
1: that great late period of the late 80s and early 90s when we like, <clears throat> like listen to them all the time
0: <clears throat> it's funny because well we're both going to be 50 this year yeah we might as well but just be honest about that's it. that's right um but yeah, you start dating yourself and you start thinking back, right? Cause like, I look at all these experiences and, and music's such a huge part of my life that it's like a soundtrack for my life. So mm. I start thinking, well, at what point did these people kick in? And then, yeah, it was early, 87. But then I started looking at like when Lefebvre de Mouchier came out. And this was like 1980, 83, yeah. 84. They were coming out with that stuff. And they so even we had were listening yeah. to like uh, Billy Joel's Innocent Man and Born in the USA was just coming out yeah. on it. And you were kind of, yeah, and then that stuff was already being made. And at that time, that um, music, you kind of had to look for it. And it was word of mouth. Like, you really had to. Yeah, I remember Waylon Jennings said something once. He says, if you go to town and you try to make music, right, and you try for it to be successful, he says, no one's going to listen to you and all the doors are closed. He goes, so you take off and you make a lot of noise and then they come to you. And then you get what you want. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, word of mouth. Like, because although we went to a preppy school, I will say this. Uh, class distinction was kind of clear. Like CFNY, they did a lot of more new wave and a more avant-garde type Mm. approach to music, right? A lot that we made fun of, actually, because we were pretty narrow-minded back then. And then, you know, like it ten years later, but a lot of the stuff they were playing, they were very like doing the stuff like the Cure and Depeche Mode and a lot of New Order stuff, and and a lot of things that were really experimenting with with keyboard sounds. And um, so, basically... And I'm rambling on that point, but... It wasn't played on commercial radios. Like, our stations, it wasn't listened. Do you remember when, like, Hits FM started and it played shit like Huey Lewis and the News Hits and FM, all was, that kind of stuff? They had a lot more variety in the early they days. Did. Now it's all like Guns and Roses, heavy it is, metal. It is, it. It's turned very heavy and less yeah. classic rock, which is, I'll put in a plug for Giant FM, um, <laughs> yeah. it's playing the crap I listen to anyway for the most part. And they still play the box on there, too. And they so, do, but yeah. I'm just saying at that time a radio station didn't necessarily like, I don't know if we listened to it, heard a lot of box songs on CHSC. Okay? I Okay, and so. as far as any FM local station, we didn't really even have one then. Until Joy, CHRE. Yeah. Which became 105.7 and is now Easy Rock, I think. Yeah. So they're in on the, the whole Hits FM thing. But we didn't, I don't think anybody had an FM license. That's why we had to wait for John LaRocque to close schools every year when we were uh, well, yeah. Fair uh, enough. AM radio, yeah. So we got a lot of that stuff, C K O C and the, like Hamilton station yep. out of there. But that was basically our thread to the musical world. Yeah. Right? So once those lines started coming down and everything and you started to see yeah, it's cool. I'll shut up now. Oh that's alright. You know to show like I said, <laughs> I mainly got
1: into them through the videos because I watched a lot of music videos back in the day. Which they're not making really anymore. It's a little bit sad. It is. Yeah, but there's no really
0: outlet for them other than YouTube, I guess. You know, did I ever tell you about my idea for the, the that show with the voice kind of thing? I don't know if I ever said I don't said think you this. did, no. Well, you can know, feel free to edit this out after. All but right. I, I came to this great revelation the one night that I just wanted people to. Um, I never watch any reality shows or anything like that. Right. I, I, can't really stand them um but i do remember when susan Boyle did a vocal performance i remember that yeah and it started me thinking too that how how prejudicial are you to people based on their appearance right so is the video thing is it a hindrance or is it out in some ways right like what, where do you want your appeal to be artistically or do you want to be pretty yeah like how does it go right so i had this idea for a show and it's kind of like to flip the chair around one that they do now but a local radio station takes submissions from musicians of all different types of genres, mm-hmm. and they dedicate an hour on the radio to playing these tracks until the listenership phones in and say what they want to hear. You don't even have to know what the people look like, they don't have to tell you. you, you it's yeah. a total mystery. But then you can see what, what's out there. Like, do you make up your mind before you should judge yeah. a book by its cover, that kind of crap, right? So I just thought that would be neat. And like you said, you got into them for their videos, too yeah i mean that that got me to go out and buy their cassettes yeah so now i oh, i agree it was a huge draw right like to see what it yeah. look like and everything yeah i think i don't know how much money we spent on rock magazines we were oh yeah like tons i do want to thank a few people
1: for our experience definitely the seneca theater uh and trevor for setting mm-hmm. us up with the press passes and i definitely want to check out more stuff there i i uh i'm hoping you guys get more bands that we like back in the 80s because i i totally got a feeling like when we used to go to front 54 all the time in thorold and we would see all these
0: canadian bands that had albums out Mm -hmm. i would love to see more bands like that so and you know what well done like it was renovated a bit but it still had its old time charm as far as i'm concerned with a popcorn dispenser. Yeah, all the original. There was very, yeah. It was very, very old and very welcoming, I found. I liked it, yeah. Acoustically great, Yeah, small, and convenient. Yeah. And, you know, even parking wasn't a pain. I think I have had to park a block away or something. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, so, you know, kudos. Keep it going, because it's a great venue for a show. I yeah. wish they'd do something like that. Uh, with our theater in St. Catharines. That'd have, be great,
1: uh, but they're never going to do anything no, with that. They
0: used to show $2 movies for a little while, and I thought, hey, what a good idea. Yeah, uh, I was taking advantage of that. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, just trying these stuff and getting a market for it. One of my friends from the bus actually because I'm a city bus driver I remember him starting his own business I don't know if you remember it on Lake Street he tried to open that arcade
1: yeah I never went in but I thought yeah, it was a cool but he idea he got some
0: of the machines and you know, he had to order a couple it became expensive and it didn't really pay too well but I thought it was a really really cool idea yeah like I'm I'm not a video game guy I think I have like four video games but he had like two of them so it was like centipede I love that yeah gyrus and <laughs> gyrus, galaga yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'd pay bucks to go slam that around for a while. So, I mean, yeah. no, it, it'd be nice for somebody to uh, to, to see, have a vision and be able to throw a little bit of money into it, yeah. Yeah, so thanks, Trevor, for
1: setting this up. Um, of course, I want to thank uh, the boxes manager, Keith, uh, and also their lead singer, Jean-Marc. Uh, we started corresponding back in April. They put me in touch with him, and he wrote back right away and said, yeah, I'd love to do an interview but they were traveling in like uh, a long travel,
0: like like the Montreal area, I believe it was. Quebec, Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. Like yeah. Quebec Did you say four a.m.? He, yeah. And oh, he had he to had, stop and had, pick up people. <laughs> he had to stop in
1: Montreal and pick up people in the band. But then he got to, he got to like our area like at four o'clock, and he called me, and he still wanted to do the interview after all that. So.
0: I really appreciate that I appreciate that he was so nice to us and in fact we went earlier before the concert because yeah. he squeezed us in before sound check yeah so that was very outgoing and very yeah very admirable and uh, where was I going with this? Um, I yeah
1: I wasn't expecting a, a super long interview I didn't want to hold him up but he was awesome enough to give us 20 minutes and I know at that point like maybe he wanted to unwind a little bit after like a 14 think. hour drive yeah, exactly and yeah. then he still had to do sound check it was this was after five the concert was at eight so yeah. I really appreciated him taking time out to talk to us and,
0: sure. uh, in fact coming to get us in the theater while we were watching the sound check yeah <laughs> so that was nice so I mean he's a very good people person
1: yeah and sir you still rock we would definitely come see you guys again uh just thank you for making me feel like a teenager at the concert again and uh, we'll continue to, like, check out new music you put
0: out and come back to the Seneca. We would definitely go see you in a second. And if we can ever tell you how good you are again, feel free to contact us. <laughs> That's right. And
1: I, I hope you like our interview and the review. And thank you for helping me out, Colin. And, uh, you know, we talked My about pleasure. this a little bit the other night. You're you're officially part of the
0: podcast now, helping me doing these reviews. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I noticed it. it's taken, like, some of the music and stuff that we're talking about is i think i'm hoping that people actually like just listening like you don't have time to listen to all the albums and everything but it's nice to know that these people are still around and yeah and just kind of know what's going on if you're not actually trying to go to the shows you can at least know if it's kind of worth it yeah like a thumbs up thumbs down deal definitely we haven't had any uh thumbs down experiences not actually yet. yet but not yet not no, there will me. be and, and We'll be brutally honest. Yeah, for sure. But not
1: this time. Like The Seneca rocked, and uh, we had a fantastic time. So thanks to everyone involved, and we'll see you next time on uh, Shed Light when we uh, find another concert to review. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.